Welcome to another day in the trap. You got Reed checked in, and I got the newest edition. She locked in with me. <laughs> this is Macari. I need a cool name, though. I need something better than, you know, you got Reek. I need Mac. Okay, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, for right now, we got Macari. And, you know, we checked in for the semester. You know, the break is over with, done and finished. I'm back recording at Tuskegee. So I had to add Macari on to the team. You know, it's only going to be me and her for the semester, and we just got a whole lot of things lined up for everybody on campus. Should be lit. I'm excited. Nobody doing this, so we're doing something new for mm-hmm. Skeegee, I think. Um, I haven't heard of another Skeegee podcast, so. I haven't heard neither. So we're doing something new, interactive. I think it's going to be dope. We got a lot of stuff lined up. There is, we can't tell We done trademark the late. We done trademark the logo. Got merchandise coming out. Promo. Ooh. Got a lot of promo to do. Yeah, we most definitely do. We plan on having a live podcast for everybody to express their talent. We trying to get locked in around campus. Trying to bring something to do to the city because there's nothing to do here. Mm-hmm. But... So, you know, Makari, you know, I had to choose you for the podcast, you know. I see, I couldn't find nobody else that was so much passionate than you when it came down to this whole thing. So tell me, like, what what was your, what's your purpose of being so passionate about podcasts? Well, I love communicating and I love different forms of communication. And I think podcasts now is like the new radio. You know, a lot of people are listening to podcasts over radios, um, radio shows now. They're longer, they get more content. And I like real conversations, you know, like that actually lead to somewhere or where I learn something or, you know, gain something from the conversation. So I think podcasts is a good platform to have engage in conversations and conversations that I can learn from, which is what I really crave. Mm-hmm. And I know just being around here and in our generation, you know, a lot of people don't know how to have conversations or they, you know. They be with the basic. I feel like they be with the basic. Exactly. They it's, be with the basic. It's, it's not like, in depth. Yeah. And which is, that's why I really, I was excited when you asked me, but you know, I was thinking about doing, you know, something on my own anyway, but when you asked me, I was like, okay, this must be what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And I knew that it would be good for me because you know how to have conversation, and which most people in our generation don't. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to talk longer than what you're doing, what you about to do, where you're going, you know, simple stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, I try. Sometimes, I mean, in person, behind, Outside of the podcast, I'm really, like, to myself, and I'm really quiet. I don't really say nothing, say much to anybody. You are. You got to really dig it out of me. But if I really, like, if I take to you, that's when I open up myself, and you'll, you'll see. And honestly, so, Tariq and I met in class. We met in transport orientation class. And when I saw you... Like, the first couple of classes, I never would have thought, number one, that you was talkative. (laughs) I mean, you would talk to your own self or in your own company. Or number two, that you were, you know, talkative on it. Like, that you had an outspoken bone in your body. I didn't know that you was going to be a person who actually, you know, likes stuff like this. I never would have gathered or assumed that from you. So, that was, I was like, dang. Yeah, I try. (laughs) Try. Sometimes, you know. 
every every energy not good energy, you know, like you feel what I'm saying? Like everybody in these days and times, everybody don't know how to be a friend, everybody don't know how to be a true member. So it's just like, you know, I feel like everything should be fifty fifty with me. Like I don't I'm not with the hundred zero, you feel me? So it's just like you know, I I try to pick and choose who to take to. So you know, I just go. I just be on my merry way. I be paying attention. I pay, and one thing about me, I do pay attention. My eyes quiet. is always open. Well, you very quiet. So, well, in public, you're not quiet now. But when I first met you, you very quiet. So it would seem that you would either observe or just be in your own world. Mm. One of the two. Whether you just want to focus on nobody or you was in tune or paying attention to something. So, you asked me, now let me ask you, Mm -hmm. what would make a quiet person like you, who doesn't really, who stays to himself, um, you know, what's your passion with this? Why did you start this? Um, I started it because I really, I really started it because, you know, I'm I'm a transfer student, I'm on full scholarship, and, you know, just being up on, before I came to Tuskegee, just being up under, um... Eric from the cool, um, you know, one of my one of one of my closest friends. I, I I consider him a big brother because he's an entrepreneur, you know. Like he tried to venture out and do big things. So what kind of inspired me to do a podcast is because he started one, you know. So it's just like you know what that'll give me something to do while I'm up in school, you know. It'll keep me focused. Mm-hmm. But he he's the real inspiration. He's the real reason why. I started it, you know. I came, I ran it across him. He said, bro, that's a good idea. So I was just like, okay, I got his support. So that's pretty much where that came from. And the name came from. Yeah, I want to know that. The name came from. People want to know. You know, <laughs> I, back home, you know, I hang out in the strip club a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> Tell them where you from. The people from, need to know. I'm from Miami, Florida. Okay, 305. So if you see that, then that's where it's live. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I was always I was always hanging out in the strip club, and this was a specific strip club I would always go to. I know I had my, my favorites, but it was just a specific one that I always go to. And, you know, I used to I used to fuck with the DJ out there, DJ, DJ Teflon 305. Shouts out Seanville. Shouts out Sam Sneak. You know, and... I was just home, like I follow, I, t- I follow Teflon on Instagram, and you know I watching his story, and he used to always be like, "Oh, light night in the trap, light night in the trap." So it was just like that shit rung a bell. It really, it really rung a bell to me. So it was like, "Damn, like light night in the trap, light night in the trap." So that's when that's when trap nights came to me, mm. you know. And a lot of people use trap as a negative. They they have a negative meaning towards it, but me I just took it and flipped it around, and trap me into me is just like you know you everybody know what goes on in the trap house. You feel what I'm saying? You ripping and you running. You trying to get your money. You trying to you trying to do everything in your power to stay low key. But I had changed it in the sense to where the art the art of everything like. Even though you ripping and running, you grinding within the place of your employment. You get in the bag where you work at. You know, it's basically like a motivational. It's a motive. It's a motivational name. So I just took it and flipped it, gave it a new meaning, and I I hit up Teflon like I done told him like, hey, 
Like, man, bro, you know, you 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 an inspiration. Like, you a part of this, mm-hmm. you know. So he, you know, he don't really he a, he the type of guy he don't really get too excited. Yeah. But you know, he he stay he stay real neutral. He real cool as fuck. Nice Yeah, he he know how to celebrate it, but he know also he know exactly how to get back to work. So I will always I will forever be grateful for that. Shouts out Teflon. He said he was a DJ, right? He's a DJ. He's one of the um the world. He he's one of the best known DJs coming out of Miami. You know, mm. he's also like he's not DJ DJing is not his focus. You know, he's like pursuing and trying to invest in different things and you know trying to trying to see different ways of life, different walks of life. So that's pretty much how I went. That's what's up, though. I never knew, you know, okay, so people who are not from Miami, like me, when we think Miami, we think sports, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of music. Mm-hmm. That's it. Does it? Yeah. I mean, most athletes come from Miami because we think speed, that's a speed state. Yeah. And then you have um, your music. I mean, and then, yeah, honestly, that's all I really think about. You don't really realize how much... Um, culture and talent are in different places. And when I met you, I honestly didn't realize how much culture the city of it, um, Miami itself had. Like, it's so different. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't realizing that. So I can understand just from hearing your stories where you get your inspiration from. That's that's what's up. Yeah. I mean, you know, where I come, where I come from, you know, there's not a lot of opportunities coming from the city, you know. When the first thing people think when they hear Miami, they think of the beach. That? Well, so, I, didn't, I didn't include that. Yeah, they they always think of the beach. They don't never think South of... South Beach. They, don't, they always yeah. think of South Beach. And that's the only thing I saying? thought of. I didn't even know yeah. those other parts. Yeah, but you but you got to understand it's South Beach and then it's over the bridge. Right. You feel what I'm saying? A lot of people don't like to go over the bridge because, you know, Miami, over the bridge is well known for the Pork and, the pork and Bean Project, Liberty City, over town. These some these some places that you'll see on the first forty eight. So automatically, the first thing that comes to people's mind is you know robbing and killing. Right, crime. But you understand what I'm saying? Like, but it's a whole different kind of culture over that bridge that people don't try to understand. You understand what I'm saying? But I think a lot of people draw from it though. Mm-hmm. They don't try to understand it, but I feel like they like it. Like I know I like it. I just want to know where to start to indulge in that because you know I'm not from there. But mm-hmm. I would attest to say a lot of people fuck with the culture that's from Miami. They just they fuck with the culture, but they don't want to. They don't want to be deep off in that. They don't exactly. want to be deep off in them neighborhoods. You understand what I'm saying? To get the real experience. Exactly. So it's just like they they don't want to come over the bridge acting the ass and then they fuck around and you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Their mama getting a phone call saying, oh, your baby was killed. You feel right. what I'm saying? Your baby you know, got robbed. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, just like rappers, for example, it's just a lot of rappers, they come to Miami, but it's like they don't try to link up with none of the, the up-and-coming artists from Miami, mm-hmm. but they want to post in the city. And it's just like it's so easy to put on rappers from Miami. All you got to do is post a picture on Instagram. But they always, but you feel what I'm saying? But it's always our upcoming rappers posting a picture or taking a video of them, tagging their name, and they don't even, we don't even get a comment. We don't even get a share, no nothing. They don't even like it. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So it's just like we got to, artists, it's like it's so easy to get on nowadays. All it takes for like that one major artist to put up an upcoming rapper from Miami and then boom, that's it. The rest is history. But it's just so much going on. But 
that and that's just in these days and times. But back then, like in the nineties, you you man, you, Miami over the bridge <laughs> is a place you did not want to be. Over the bridge, dang, I ain't never heard that term. That's new. So being that you're from Miami and that you're from quote unquote over the bridge, and you came all the way to Little Tuskegee, Alabama, mm-hmm. tell me. Um, Obviously, there are major differences, but what is how's your experience being first? Because this is not this is totally contrary to where you're from. Oh, I'm from Bama, so I'm from a little bit of the country. This is not that bad. My mm. grandma live on in places like this, mm. but for you, a city boy, city man, no sir. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like I can't. I was looking all crazy. Right. No lie. Like mm-hmm. I got all junk, jumped off that. Um. I think it was I seventy five eighty I eighty five one I eighty five yeah I eighty five man you know we we done drove into this small town <laughs> so it was just like damn like where where am I where am I going you know and you know I I drove way up here from Miami by yourself you came no, by I yourself came, first I came with my mom my oh, okay. auntie and things like that so I was looking crazy they was looking crazy because right. they not used to nothing like where this. is that baby going yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they from the Bahamas, but they ain't never seen nothing like this. This country, you know, you feel what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's just like <laughs> it was just it's just basically an eye opener. I, I get a chance to see something different. I get a, I get a chance to experience different kinds of people, you know. So it's just it it was very it was very like an experience. It was a it was a good experience. I just had to adapt and adjust a little bit, but it wasn't it wasn't really too bad. But the most the most important thing is just building the foundation here. I don't hit a I don't hit a um a reset button on life. I'm in a whole different environment. I'm not in Miami no more. Even though I right. still have my foundation there, but I also want to build my foundation here. Would you say that things have slowed down for you here because it's you know it's slower things at a slower pace here because it's not such a metropolitan area. So it's not a city. Shit yeah. closed at five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so would you say that you think that um, it was slower for you to get adjusted here because the city was slower or it was still like... Yeah, it was slower because the city was slow, you know. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's Mm -hmm. it's real different. Like, when I was was trying to find a job plenty of times and it was hard. It was real hard for (laughs) me to find a job. It was like, you know, it was like... It was very slow. It was times where study. I struggled, huh? You should do work study. You know I can't. I can't do work study. I'm on full scholarship. You dang gonna let you do it? Mm-mm, I tried. Mm-mm. See, no, you need to go and get that looked at because I'm on a transfer mayor scholarship too, but I can still do work study. Yeah, you a married. I'm a presidential. Ah, uh, different. Okay, my yeah. bad. My bad. <laughs> You're right because it ain't nowhere to work down here. Honestly, before coming here, I don't think I've ever been around this many black people. Excuse me. That's. This, at one time. That's that's very true. Like very true. And not the same kind of black people like this. I have never been around so many different type of black people in my life. Walks so from like different different walks of life. I'm serious and I'm like, dang, like coming here I was just kinda trying to figure out like well, not really trying to figure out, but you kinda look at yourself like, okay, where do I fit? What kind of black person am I? Because mm. you know, when you go to a white school, I don't wanna say you the shit, but you know, People, yeah. you know, you people gravitate towards you more because you are you're outcast here. You look like everybody else, but it's just I don't know. It was a 
difficult difficult for me trying to figure out okay what do I fit who I talk to what do, you know mm-hmm. where are my type of black people at and it's crazy to say but coming here I was like yeah black people not the same like everybody thinks we are we come from all different walks of life and we don't we look alike but we not alike at all we not <laughs> we are not alike not. at all uh-uh. and I was like damn you know <laughs> You know, it's hard to find genuine people. It is. It's very hard to find genuine people. And that's where, that's what people don't understand. Like, everybody just feel like if they play their role, then, you know, people will come around. But you got to understand everybody not built like you. That's real shit. You feel what I'm saying? So it just took me a lot of time. I just, I just, I came to the conclusion that I cannot do business with dudes. <laughs> Damn. I cannot. I no cannot. business with dudes 2020. I can't, I can't. At all? I can't. No men? No. You know you sound like Dame Dash. I'm so serious. Dame Dash. True. I was watching interviews and that man said the same shit. He said he don't do no business with men nor does he have men on his team. I can't because every dude don't lock in. You feel what I'm saying? And that's weird because I would think that dudes would more than women. Every well. dude don't lock in. It's like you got to show a dude something and you know you got to let them know, like, what they getting out of it first for them yeah. to get your support. You feel what I'm saying? Versus a female where I could present something to her and she'd be like, oh, yeah, let's let's, let's do this. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? That's like, true. women are more, like, on point with everything mm-hmm. versus a dude. You feel what I'm saying? It sucks to say because I'm a dude. Yeah, but it's just like. Damn, but it's true. It got to be true because you a man. Yeah, it just be like that. So I, I lock listen. in different. You feel what I'm saying? It's like, in order for a dude to move. A female got to move first. You feel what I'm saying? It's never the dude moving first and then a female following. It's always a female moving first and then a dude following. Because you want the first thing a dude look at is ass and titties. Right. That's the first thing they look at. They true. You feel what I'm saying? Now they can get to either one of them. Mm-hmm. But, so you would say, you know, we're starting this off. No, let's go back. Why would you even say that you don't want to work with dudes no more besides the fact that they don't lock in? They're not interested in a, in a collective vision? Or is it that they don't have no work ethic? Because niggas got some work ethic. Niggas, I didn't, niggas give a fuck about certain shit. Football, sports, ass and titties. Mm-hmm. Them about the only two things. They, clothes money, and shoes. Clothes and shoes to look good for the woman. Yeah. And then they Cars. Money. You know, everything to look you know good. But you got you gotta understand like 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 that just goes back to saying like every we 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 from different walks of life. That's real they true. was they was raised in a different way, different household than me. You feel what I'm saying? Like even though I like clothes and shoes, I like shoes more, I like females too. But sometimes you just gotta lock in sometimes. You feel what I'm saying? That's There's always true. gonna be there. You feel what I'm saying? So I think it also could be a generational thing, though, because I feel like exactly. some girls exactly. and I am, you know, in my generation, in my age, they don't lock in either. Or they, I won't say that they don't lock in, but they just lock into different shit like niggas mm. or girls really into the lashes, mm. into the weave, you know, looking mm. good for niggas now. I just think that the things that we lock into are things that don't lock back into us. You know what I'm saying? And that and that and there's nothing really wrong with that. No. You feel what I'm saying? But when it, you put all your energy into when it. When you put all your energy into it, like mm-hmm. you you spend your the first paycheck you get, which is five hundred, you go spend that five hundred on your hair. But you wasn't thinking about exactly. you feel what I'm saying, what you going what money you gonna need for the mm-hmm. next two weeks. You feel what I'm saying, for the next time you get paid. You feel what I'm saying? So it's sometimes you just gotta, you feel what I'm saying? It's nothing 
to look good. It's nothing to get a fresh cut. It's nothing to get your nails done, your feet done, your eyelashes on, and your wig on. But it's just like you gotta be. Focus. You gotta lock in. You gotta lock in a different kind of shit. You feel me? That's it's just like you gotta. You gotta put. You gotta think of the moment. You gotta think what you're trying to do. You gotta put your money up for what's important. You feel what I'm saying? And I ain't trying to pick nobody else. I ain't trying to pick nobody pocket. But that's just what. That's just what's going on right now. Like that's what, but I feel like at this age, the age that we at between twenty and twenty five, or eight, not even just twenty five. I won't put a cap on it, but your twenties period. Mm. I feel like this is the quote unquote lock in era or decade. You know, for because to me, whatever you do in your twenties mm-hmm. is gonna really dictate your thirties. Mm-hmm. So then you're gonna spend your thirties trying to get your ass out of hole that you put. You know, so I just think that the twenty. I've always thought that the twenties are the the foundation of everybody's life because it's it's usually where people's life go left or right. Yeah. Easily, you know, they usually go into the right direction that's going to build their whole life off of that or they go left into where they have to take their life and try to dig themselves out, you know, that left hole. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like people really not locked into their goals at this age. Like, they locked into everything else except for goals, except for dreams, except for shit that's going to bring them Long-term return investment, if that makes sense. Uh, and ownership, ownership is everything. Especially for black folks. Especially for black folks, because you gotta think about it. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm. I don't have nothing against companies like Apple, Tesla, all these big companies. They got their shit. They got their shit together. Like, you gotta. <laughs> but you gotta understand, and it's just like, okay, I'm in. I'm. I'm going to college for. Like, let's just say a person go to college for four years, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, say the skills that they learned in, in school, why take it? Why take them skills that you learned in school that you worked so hard to, you understand what I'm saying? And, and mm-hmm. to do, you know, you done spent nights. Got all them loans. Stud, you done spent nights studying. Mm-hmm. You done spent nights practicing. You done spent nights networking. You done spent nights. You understand what I'm saying? Stressing. Mm-hmm. Why take? Why put? Why take that sacrifice that you did in school and go put it in a white company that ain't gonna pay you shit and they eating? Honestly, you feel me? Nah, that's real shit. That's something to think about. Mm-hmm. Because people don't have their own mentality, and not only that, because black people, we, you know. Once we get to a certain point where we got enough money, it's kind of fuck everybody else. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of get blind when we get rich. I think that's what happened to us. And so I think when we get into those white companies, like, a lot of black people feel like that's when we made it. Mm-hmm. I know, like, a lot of people I talk to, and especially from coming from a white school, that's when black people feel like they done made it the most is when they get to that Fortune 500 job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or they get to that to start working for Amazon, Apple, whatever the fuck the company may be. I just feel like that's when they feel like they made it. Whereas the younger gen, and I don't know, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want to say the younger generation, but my sisters in them, who are like a year or two younger than me, they still not thinking about black ownership either. I don't think we know the essence of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like how important it is, and then we don't know where to look because it ain't a lot of big black owned businesses. It's not. I mean, that's why that's a real reason why I came to HBCU is because I was like, listen. I gotta go to some shit where not only is it black people there, but where I can put my money into, you know, into an institution 
that will in turn give me a job with some more black people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound racist, but I just feel like it's very important to work around people that look like you. Because guess what? A white person not coming to HBCU. They not coming to HBCU, and if they are, they not coming, you know what I mean? They come in with their own degrees from their own schools or whatever the case may be. Yeah. They come in, they not only come in with their own degrees, but they come in with much more passion than us, and that shit is sad. No, you feel what I'm saying? And it's like we, and it's just like we go to the institution, and it's like, you know, we we just feel like we living a life. No, we do. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, shit, when I said, oh, miss, I was living a life, though. When I was, <laughs> and that's fucked up to say, because the, but the way white people do it, and the way white people trick us is by giving us they their life. They play it so yes. smart. Like, they play shit so smart. Like, you already know, like, since Auburn right up the street, so that's probably the closest PWI we got to us unless we go to Montgomery. But as far as SEC school, that's the closest one. Mm-hmm. They make that shit look like ain't none of them in debt. Yeah. It don't look like none of them drawn yeah, out 20. I'm saying, I'm, because it's the, the way that white people make their lifestyle look, it look like you want to join too. Exactly. Because it look mad good. Because you're like, damn, like. My nigga, y'all going to real restaurants, whereas in Tuskegee, we ain't got shit to eat. Mm-hmm. Y'all going to the bar. I mean, it's just so much more to do, but mm-hmm. when we not looking at the fact that they $20,000 in debt, mm-hmm. they probably ain't coming. But guess what? They going to pay that shit off. They got parents too. They got parents to pay that shit In the off. white world, it's about who you know. Yeah. Because most, when I went to the white school, although it make, they make it look good, I don't want to say white people dummies, but... They did less work than the black people do here while mm-hmm. they try to make us dummies because with the, at the white schools, like, they had the test banks. Mm-hmm. They had group messages. You know, mm-hmm. we got the group meets here. But they mm-hmm. just had their own they, inner circle. They people is much more engaged than Correct. our people. Which is why they succeed much more than we do. Mm-hmm. And then why, why they go further because they got their own little inner network. Mm-hmm. So that's a big difference. So, But it's just like, and that's the reason why I started this. Is because I'm trying to get, I want to get people engaged. Like, you know, I just come with a different kind of thought process, creativity. I want to, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't heard, like, you don't, you don't know how much I don't heard, like, alumni say, oh, this ain't the old, this, 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 this ain't the skiggy that we know. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just like hearing Damn. that, you know? It's just like we we got, we got some, we got to get this back we got to get this back rolling. You feel what I'm saying? But do you think that's the that's what we're supposed to do is get it back to how it was or create a new skiggy? Is tradition good or is it good to break tradition? It's it's good to it's it's just like what it is a concert the con what it, what it is conservation of energy mm. energy can't be stored energy can't be lost mm. but it can be transformed. You feel what I'm saying? But it's just like, okay, we not finna break the tradition. It's gonna transform. We finna transform the tradition. We finna do things like they had they own they had the like the alum, the alumni had the, their way of doing things. So guess what? We finna have our way of doing things. That's true. You you feel what I'm saying? But we finna have fun with it. You understand what I'm saying? Like really we gotta we gotta have the college experience. You know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta come together as a, we gotta come together as a school. We gotta be more, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Engaged and family oriented. Mm-hmm. That's some good shit, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to write that down. Energy can't be, say it one more time. <laughs> Energy can't be stored, lost, it can be transformed. Only can be transformed. Mm-hmm. Damn. So that's, 
That, I mean, that's just that's just how I'm rocking. That's just how I feel. No, but that's real shit. That's a reality um, to me. I think that's a reality. Mm-hmm. Because, well, this is a whole other t- subject. But when you think about life and death, you know, I think that applies too. Like energy. I think energy transforms. So everybody thinks they're going to die and that's it. I don't really know what's going to happen. But I think that the energy was going to be transformed, you know, into. That's all it is. Yes. That's simply all it is. But. It's just like, you know, everybody trapped in a, everybody trapped in a shell. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it's time, when it's time for the shell to, when the, when the shell break down, you transform into something else. Another life, you know. That's real shit. After the shell, life after the shell. You know, a lot of people like it's just like when people pass away, I don't really get emotional. I don't get sad. I just be happy because it's just like they still here. They just trying. They just switched. They just switched state. You know. That's true. That's it. They still here. But it, we can't even though we can't physically um see them, but we can feel we can feel that energy, you know, and that's what it's all about energy. That's real shit. And I like what Lauren said when Nipsey died at his funeral that you know you can't people are not to be consumed, but only you can only experience people. So I think when it comes to stuff like that, like we have to experience people, take the energy, put it in ourselves, and then keep going mm-hmm. so that the energy doesn't die, so that we still, or that spirit, or whatever, you know, whatever the person want to call it, so that it doesn't just die like we think it is. I think that it's an experience that we're supposed to live with forever. So enough of that sappy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get off of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, what up? Did you watch Aaron Hernandez? You need to watch this shit, but I, I think they it. took it out. You watched it. I watched it. What you think? You That's... think he was gay? Yeah. You think he was gay? Let me ask you this, because you a dude. Because mm. my friend and my best friend and I had this debate. I don't know if he was gay, but I think he did gay shit. Mm. Right? Mm. Is there such thing as a man doing gay shit, but he not gay? If you do gay shit, you gay. Same for a woman, too? I mean, right. See, here we go with the double standard. I mean, but uh, it's it's uh, <laughs> right. Oh, I mean, how I look at it is just like you know, like even though it's double standard, it's just like that. Just go back to how we was raised. That's true. You know, like a dude was raised what the be with a woman, mm-hmm. and a woman was raised to be with a man. That's true. You know. But it's just like I don't know. That's 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 a good question. <laughs> okay. So what I mean, I don't know, I thought that was a pretty crazy documentary, honestly. That's probably one of the craziest ones that I've watched. That shit was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I watched it with my mouth open probably the whole time. Like, damn. I say God. Damn. I mean, seriously. But you know, that's just that just go back to his childhood to the point like where, you know, he was taught like you Homopho- you can't be homophobic. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you play football too, taking all them hits to the head. Exactly. You know? And then as soon as, a, as soon as somebody try you, you ready to go. You ready. You won't go. You understand what I'm saying? Ain't no talking. You won't go. And I ain't even no thinking about it. I don't even think he actually thought out either one of those murders or any of his acts. Actually, I think he just did shit. He blacked he out. Like, he yeah, totally, real he shit. real life black. He had to black Every out. Every time? Though. Had to. Every time? Had to. I mean, how many people he killed? Like two people. Uh, 
he killed no, cause he killed two at the light when mm. he came from the club and they spilled the water on his shoe, whatever mm. on his shoe. So he, that was two people, mm. and then he killed Odin. Okay. But then you know he shot the other dude in his face, dude that was on the stand. I forget their name. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mm. we know about those three murders, but. The fact that he, I feel like he shot way more people. The fact that he killed those two people and still went on and played a whole season of football, it just alludes or represents how I think he was crazy. And I think he don't realize he was crazy. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was messed up in the head. But he I had, think he don't realize it, though. He didn't realize he did, it. He didn't know that he was that uh-uh. fucked up. Because uh-uh. I don't think he realized what he did. Shit crazy. That was very, that, like, that was the, the that was very, that was a very disturbing it was. Documentary. But like, I watched that I was, shit front to back. I was shocked. <laughs> I watched that shit nonstop. Didn't even, didn't move the whole time. Like, watched it the whole three hours just thinking like, damn. Yeah. And then the family dynamic with Tanya, the crazy mama. Yeah, that shit was crazy. The baby mama, because she ain't getting shit. Mm-hmm. I, my heart goes out to her the most because she ain't getting nothing. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. That was that was a crazy documentary. I know everybody was talking about it. And I feel it. like a lot of people, if you're going through something, like, it's... I feel like people who going through things, I feel like they should vent more. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? A lot like of people don't... He should have vented more. He should have vented more. He should have went. He should have went and got some kind of help. No, he should have. But who knew saying? that he was really having all of... The baby mama. Yeah. That's, to me, where... When it comes to relationships... That's the role, I can only speak for a woman. I think that's the true role of the girlfriend, the wife, whatever you want to call her, the lady, the old lady. Oh, yeah, she was loyal. She, but everybody wants to talk about that, but I want to question why didn't she make him a better man? And a lot of people be like, well, that's not her job. But what's the point of a relationship or a partnership? But he, but he, and that's, and that's crazy because he, that was his fiance. Like, right. And what was not her, that wasn't just no little $40 hoe. No. That was his fiance. No. He been through, he done been high with school. since high school. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just like. Yes, yeah, she, she she has to bank him a better man. Like, we're locked down for life and exactly. we got kids together. Yeah. Because to me, it gets to a point where loyalty is, under, I mean, that's an understatement. You, you got to bring something else with the loyalty because I feel like you can be loyal to somebody still like, or still not be beneficial to them. You know, you can just be in somebody's life for a long time and still not help them. Um, get to the next level. And I don't want to say that she didn't help him. I just feel like she could have got her man some help. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe she was looking at it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. But that's, I've just been seeing everybody talking about, oh, she loyal. And, that, and that's where the little things come in at. Yes. And the, the what people don't understand, like, you done been with this man since high school. You ain't seen nothing wrong. You ain't seen nothing exactly. wrong. But you done nothing. seen him change from then to now. So you yeah, know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You ain't seen nothing wrong exactly. with this man. Yes, you did. Since y'all been together from high school. To the point, to the to the point where he went to the to the league, to the league, right? Like, but that's just all about paying attention to the. To that's the just league. all about paying attention to the little stuff. A lot of people say they want love and loyalty, but in between love and loyalty, you need to pay attention to the little shit. Exactly. A lot of people don't pay attention to the little that's shit. Real shit. And you it was a little saying? shit that I think tipped them him on over the edge. The little shit that she kind of ignored or didn't pay attention to, or was just kind of like, "Fuck it, he'll be all right. He gonna snap out of it." That shit, I think that's what made him eventually go ahead and send him himself on over the edge just because he had got to a point where he had did all that fucked up shit. You got a fucked up conscience. You sitting in jail, isolated, even though he was playing the shit real cool, but well, tell me about too little, it. too late. He, I mean, 
he had so he had to have suicidal thoughts. That's so what I mean. Plenty sitting between them walls, and you got to mm-hmm. sit there for life. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's like. At that point in time, you fighting your demons at that point. Real shit. You feel what I'm saying? And I think that's what killed him. And that shit ain't nothing to play with. You if you if you're not keeping like I understand, like, okay, he got demons, but he keeping his himself busy at the same time. He in high spirits. Mm-hmm. Cause guess what? That's how Boosie was. Yes. When Boosie was locked down, he was he was facing something. He was facing something he ain't even commit. He was facing a murder he didn't even commit. You feel what I'm saying? But it's all about staying there. It's all about staying in high spirits. And it's all about, you understand what I'm saying? Keeping, Keeping yourself busy. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you sit down and, and you chill it. and you thinking about it, you reminiscing on it, you you depressed about it, that's when that's when you're going to really be fighting your demons. And you understand what I'm saying? Your real, real true colors going to show. You're going to turn into a person you, you never knew existed. It start fucking with your mind because mm-hmm. you have too much time to think about it, all that shit. Because when exactly. you're busy, you don't have time to think about it. You exactly. always on to the next thing. So whenever you, whenever you slow down and have to deal with yourself and mm-hmm. if you running from some shit, mm-hmm. that's the worst time for that person. It's better for them to just stay on the move, stay doing something. And for people like Boosie and Aaron... You know, it was easier for them because they already famous or whatever, mm-hmm. so they could just one did stay it and booked. one yes. just one did it and one didn't. Correct, one did it and, and one, one did, did not do it. Correct, but they had things to keep them busy and shit. I know for us, even though um, I'm not going out here killing nobody, I hope you ain't doing that shit either. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a little bit more difficult. I mean, we got school to keep us busy, but. We have to do things like podcasts and mm. other shit, you know, to keep us busy. I don't know. I never want to live that life where I have to keep myself so busy because I'm on the run from my own conscience, you know? That shit is scary in jail to me. To me, that's jail. Because mm-hmm. if Aaron would have never went to jail, he still would have been fucked up in the head. Yeah. He, he still would have been fucked up in the head. Because yeah. it's just like you, you got to sit down and really think about what you did and what you can do, what you can change. You understand what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't do that. And that's just kind of not comfortable. Like, dealing with yourself sometimes, sitting and dealing with your own mind. If you're yeah. being... But if you do that, that means you don't really know yourself. You don't. Which is such a lot of people in our generation. You really don't know yourself. My best friend and I just had this conversation. She started counseling a couple of weeks ago. And the counselor basically asked her, you know, like, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do outside of school mm-hmm. and everything else? And she was like, you know, I don't really know. All I do is go to school. She smoked. You know, our generation smoked weed. Mm-hmm. So she told him that she smoked and sleep. That's pretty much it. Exactly. And basically, he was like, you know, you got to stop hiding behind school and the, the weed or the smoke or whatever because you're not spending no time with yourself. You're not getting to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And that shit had really hit home with me. So I'm like, damn, here I am trying to quit smoking weed. And I had been telling myself for the longest, like, in order to get to know myself, you got to spend time with your sober self, mm-hmm. which sounds ridiculous, but I'm, I'm going to be transparent on here. So mm-hmm. for me, I've really been st- struggling with stop smoking weed, and everybody's like, ah, oh, you straight, you don't have no, interview, no job interview coming up, you good, it's the perfect time to smoke. Yeah, but a lot of people don't, they, they always we, say that. I don't that. know me, right? Yeah, they but it's always like, say that. Listen, I'm trying to get to know me, I'm yeah. trying to be comfortable with me, and I'm trying to just not smoke myself out of every situation. And I don't got no, and I don't got no problem with people who smoke weed or people who drink, because I, I be we having my, right. I be having my, I be having my time, <laughs> but it's just like, 
you know, you just you still know you. Yeah, you just gotta slow down. Like you just gotta slow down. Like I, I feel like I slowed down on all of that this semester. Like coming into the coming into the year, you feel what I'm saying? And it's just, it's just like I had to really come to an I had to really come to a conclusion. Like you know, I'm getting ready to start something big. You know, and it's just I can't result to that twenty. Four seven. Mm-hmm. When I go out, I don't always have to drink. Exactly. When I go out, I don't always have to smoke. Be under some kind of influence. Yeah, I gotta. You feel what I'm saying? Why I can't? Why I can't enjoy my time there sober? You exactly. feel what I'm saying? Happy and sober. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I've been thinking about that too. Like, damn, Macari. Every time I think it's a mind thing. It's like what we tell ourselves. Because I know I'd be like, damn, if you ain't, if you going out and you ain't. Had no shot, or you ain't smoking none, it's gonna be boring. Exactly. But I think that's just an illusion simply because that shit don't make you have fun. No. At all. That's not the shit that makes you Uh have fun. If you're gonna have fun, you're gonna have fun. Guess what? Guess what? As soon as you drink, you gonna fuck around and get drunk. That one, you gonna be sleepy. You gonna fuck around and pass out. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have a little bit too much to drink, you gonna black out and pass the Throw fuck up. out. And shit, you got in the club at nine o'clock and you, you leaving the club at ten thirty. At ten thirty. That's what I'm saying. Like, ladies still getting in free. You, yeah. you already on your way out the door. Motherfuckers really ain't pulled up to the club till at least eleven. She exactly eleven thirty. So I think it's an illusion and. I also had to go to the realization that either you're going to put this money towards your goals or you're going to keep burning and setting this money on fire. Yeah. Then that's real shit. Like, so I think that spending time, learning to spend time with, well, I know for me, learning to spend time with myself at this age is really important. And it's very easy to get distracted and hide behind substances, people. Very, yes. Sex. Like, it's just so easy. Like, I've seen myself get lost in so much shit. So, it's just like, yo, chill out, Makari. Slow mm. down and mm. really spend some time with yourself. Mm. So, you won't be like Aaron Hernandez. Even though I, go, I don't plan on killing nobody. But. It's just like, you don't know how to. It's just like, you hide behind those things. And it's just like, you don't know how to handle situations. Correct. Correct. You feel what I'm saying? You don't know how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's, that's that's pretty much what it's all about. And then I, you know, I see people like they'll be in a relationship, and and it, they'll be in a relationship for like three months. Next next two weeks, they in a relationship <laughs> with somebody else. Okay. Oh like what the hell is going on? Yeah, I just wish it. You like know what I'm saying, boy? Don't let these rappers influence y'all because everything they talk about do not be real. Exactly. Everybody you feel what I'm saying? Goals and shit. You feel what I'm saying? They just rapping. Mm-hmm. They know that's what's making them money, so guess what? They gonna rap about it. I say that shit too. I shit. That shit. If that's keeping on my that's keeping my bill, my, my lights on, I'm vibing. That keeping food in my jet smile. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I can say trap, rap, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever y'all need me to say. I done killed this person. I done set up that person. Yeah, yeah. And I would talk about it. But why don't we understand that shit got a major influence on us? Like, music is the biggest influence, I think. And it's the biggest driving force to the way people's mentalities are. It's by the, the music they listen to. That's what I think. Now, it could be false, but I don't know. Like, just like you said, I think a lot of this music is pumping our heads with, like, realities is not real. So, we we think that shit all sweet. We think we're going to have lottery money. Mm-hmm. We think that we're going to have... And guess what? Them people still be in debt. That's what I'm saying. Still paying about $50,000 in taxes exactly. off 100000 so They you know. feel like just because they got a major deal from 
Atlantic, they feel like they don't made it, but guess what? Your ass really is broke. And but then they go back to what you saying. They go back to where you feel like you made it, but you giving your money to a white corporation. You ain't really made it nowhere when you done made a record deal, but it's a white record company and they basically making money off y'all. And controlling the music y'all. that you put out. But y'all feel like y'all done hit. Y'all feel right. like y'all done hit because y'all signed right. up under this major Correct. deal. They telling you when to drop, when to drop your own songs. They telling you, oh, out. when you you gotta shoot this video on this date. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta make this album by this date. You got a deadline to meet. Why the fuck? Like why the fuck should I? Why the fuck should I have to do that? Exactly. You feel me? And I said I should I, do whatever I want. It's my shit. And y'all not y'all not in them studios late night. Rapping, and y'all not in them studios late night making music with me. Not at all. Y'all, y'all not coming out your pocket paying them engineers. I ain't paying the studio's fees you at all. Paying the studio fees. You not, you not. Goddamn, whenever I shoot a music video, you not paying the video the videographer. You feel what I'm saying? Just wanted to look at shit. But that's a big reason why all most of that shit be. That they promote is from the record company. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's why I really like either independent artists or artists that's on their own label. Mm-hmm. Mainstream artists nowadays just really washed up just simply because they got to play some shit or they got to make shit to be approved by the record company. Then it's watered down. Then most of the time the kids want to hear what they putting out. So it be real trendy songs. Real trendy. And then they go yeah. away. Yeah. That's it. I mean, we don't hear nothing else. We don't hear no albums from these people at all. Yeah. And so to me, that's like, listen, we got to be careful with the fuck we being influenced by, whether it's by the weed, mm. but all that shit in the music. So all that shit sound acceptable, which is why a lot of my friends... It sound acceptable. Because right. I, I grew up in the era when I was listening to, what, Wayne, 50 Cent, Fabulous, um, Jadakiss, Jeezy. Oh, yeah. Outcast, Ti, you feel what I'm saying? Real like, travel. you feel Trap what I'm saying? Rapper. And then they, they, they real life did that. You feel me? That, that was really their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people true. just play. A lot of people just play with it That's nowadays. True. They don't know the importance behind it. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't grew up on Big Ticket in the basement. A lot of people don't know what Big Ticket in the basement mm-hmm. is. You feel what I'm saying? All they know is one of six in part. Exactly. Big Ticket used to put you in that basement and used to tell you to spit. Shit. That's it. And, and if, if you, you couldn't could, do it, you weren't real. This ain't this ain't eight mile we talking either. This real deal. Hey nigga, I'm gonna give you a track. You got about eight to sixteen bars. Exactly. And figure that shit out. You exactly. ain't got time to think about it. Yeah, man. Damn. That's no crazy. disrespect to the rappers, but you know the rappers is going on Because I'm still making more money than us. Yeah, no disrespect right to the now. rappers, but in this generation, I could pick out a couple rappers that that's doing the damn thing. You feel me? Five right now. The baby. Oh, the baby doing the damn thing? The baby doing he the is. Damn the thing. baby doing his shit. And he you dropped the whole saying? album that was classic. Kevin Gates. Okay. Um, what are they? Who it is? Um, damn. I like Lil Baby. Lil Baby? Lil Baby. I fuck with him. I like his music. I like Moneybag, yo. You listen to his new album? Oh, I ain't listen to it yet. Yeah. I'm going to wait until the hype died down. Yeah, so too many people talk about it. You feel what I'm saying? And who else? Roddy Rich. You know what? I just listened to Roddy Rich album. That shit fire. I don't know why nobody told me about that. His new album is really, really good. I guess because everybody was playing the box, and that's mm-hmm. all I heard. That's it. But when I really went and dove into his music, like Backseat, High Fashion, all them songs. Perfect timing. Yes. I was like, okay, so you a real artist out here. Yeah. I really fuck with him. Mm-hmm. I like the way he merged in music and kind of a little bit of like 
I wouldn't say R and B, but like I don't know. He can switch lanes now. Yes, that's what I like about him. He's diverse. He can switch lanes. That's real shit, and I don't really get a fucked up vibe from them. Like nah. where it influenced me to do some nah. crazy shit, which is why they're real artists. But you know, people just gotta learn and they gotta grow. That's real shit. You feel what I'm saying? People just gotta learn for themselves and grow. That's real shit. You gotta surround yourself with with, with the right people. Like I'm, I'm really feeling. I'm really. My condolences go out to Kodak, mm-hmm. Free Act. You know he going through it. He being mistreated in jail right now. You know, like he having a whole lot of problems going on right now. So, prayers go out to him. You know, that's just talent. That's talent coming from South Florida, Pompano Beach. You know, talent coming. That talent coming from out where he from. And you know, it's just I feel like. He just surrounded himself with the wrong people. He did, and that's a fucked up thing. But what you do when, you know, you're a person like Kodak, and you want to bring the, or Nipsey, because that shit, that death still fucking with me, mm. and you want to bring the people who you grew up with, or who you, you know, you want to bring them up to the top with you. It, do you think that it comes to a certain point where you got to, when you're on your way to the top, that you got to kind of leave them people behind? It. Well, it, how do you know the Toledo people behind? How you know they're going to end up being bad people? That just go back to knowing yourself. That's real shit. You feel what I'm saying? It's just, you know, just like just like Boosie said, like, they, they asked him, like, why he, don't, why he don't move with Webby no more? And he just said, man, you know, Webby, I don't got no problems with Webby. Webby would always be my, that'll always be my, my dog. He been, me and Webby got stored. We done, we done went through it together. But... We just don't see eye eye to eye no more. You feel what I'm saying? Like Damn. we our, our lanes is our lanes is um two is two different lanes, you feel what I'm saying? But it's just all it's just all about just knowing just knowing yourself first and, and just paying attention to the people around you. Cause you know, when you get the money, you you the money take you to places you ain't never been. And once you once it take you to places you ain't never been, it have you acting in a, a certain kind of way. That's like true. in a, in a, in a position where your life has changed. You don't got to worry about nothing else but being around people. You feel what I'm saying? People that you came up with, you will start to realize that. And it's all and it's all about again the little things. You feel what I'm saying? You got to pay attention to the little things. That's real shit. Nah, that Nipsey debt really is still it still, still fuck with me to this very day. It's still fuck with me. You know, like because he don't he don't he don't took care of the people around him. Mm-hmm. But you understand what I'm saying? Just because that's just like. If I give you ten thousand every month, but that one month I don't have it, and you put your gun up to shoot me, then what? I feel like that's flawed because first of all, you've been consistent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it with knowing yourself, it also comes with knowing other people. So I would have to know the person that you are. And I don't know. I mean, if you've been consistent with the ten thousand every month, mm-hmm. I would know that it's not in your character. But but it just be like, damn, you you I if it was me, I'd be stacking up that ten thousand every that, month, exactly, dog. and not even spending it. Like, and you that's, giving it to me for like just off the strength that you fuck with me, or that's it. Mm-hmm. Which is what Nipsey was basic to me when you put people on from your city. That's what you doing. Yeah, cause you be, it's basically like nigga, I fuck with you and I ain't trying to leave you in the condition that I know that we was both in. So come on up, bro, get a job. Yeah, get some bread. Yeah, do something. And so 
I don't know. That death fucked with me because it was envy and it was in his inner circle. Yeah. So that really fucked with me because it's like, damn. Like, you got to pay attention to the people around exactly, you 24-7. Exactly. If you know you about to lock in with them for life, you got you to gotta pay attention to the people around you. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's that when you lock in, you got to lock people out. Because mm-hmm. it seemed like, you know, we talk about Kodak, mm-hmm. even Aaron, because he ain't really had no true friends to me. The people weren't his friends. It was just niggas who was with him because he was Aaron. Mm. And then, you know, your caught. I mean, all those people that we just discussed, I think that once they got to the peak, once they started peaking, people started seeing it. They was peaking, being the people that was around them. And they was just kind of like, hey, we got to make a move because this nigga get too big. Mm-hmm. This ain't the same nigga we know. Mm-hmm around the way so I think that they kind of make their move as they peaking and I think that that's the point that you kind of got to lock them out like hey nigga either you got to have your own because you your vision can't be theirs you know you got to have your own and it can't it can't but you know it's just like just like me and you for instance just like how the first time I came in with it to individuals you understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. And then versus bringing it to you, I rather take. I rather have two people that's passionate about it versus five people that's not passionate about it, mm-hmm. waiting on me to make a move. You feel what I'm saying? That's true. Cause it's basically like you a one man show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe you got five other hands, but they, like you said, they waiting on you to be like move, sit, talk, breathe. So, and that's what happens when people don't have their own vision. Like when you start peeking, I feel like. And when, when somebody in your circle of friends or whatever has a vision or a goal that they're working towards and you don't have one mm. and they start making that shit happen, you either going to try to make that vision your own, mm-hmm. which you can't do because the shit not yours, mm-hmm. and so you're going to try to take over or you're going to try to ruin that shit because you envious, you mad because that's not true, but that was never your vision. So I think that... When you're around people who got goals and shit, like, you definitely got to have, make sure they got their own vision, their own goals. Like, they can't be trying to live through you. That's mm. where shit goes south. Mm-hmm. So, so, question for you. Mm-hmm. What's your plan for this semester? How can we make this vision blow? I think the first thing we talked about when we talked earlier, consistency. Mm-hmm. So staying consistent, like even when we don't feel like doing this shit, continue to record. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna be consistent. That's my first uh, way. And then secondly, um, constantly reading and researching, like mm-hmm. constantly trying to learn. Like I don't want to ever feel like I know enough. So watching other podcasts to see how they, you know, the joke. Any podcast to see how we could benefit from that and make it blow up. Mm-hmm. From the eighty five South Show to the Joe Budden podcast, watching how they interact with people. Mm-hmm. You know how they do it live and stuff. I don't know. So constantly just studying and reading up and seeing like how can we do this or how can we do this differently? How can we tweak stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And thirdly, just staying active, actively engaged with people um, mm-hmm. on social media, like on campus, like, hey, this is what we doing. Mm-hmm. So those are my three things. What about you? <laughs> Promotion. Promotion. Promotion is the, That's the biggest, biggest thing, right? You know, investments, investing in, um, investing in yourself, and, you know, just staying consistent. 
Yes, I think consistency is my. I did a vision board, and that's my word of the year: mm-hmm. being consistent. I ain't got no New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna put this work in, not jinx myself. I'm not. I'm not saying nothing. I'ma just work. I'm put not your saying head down nothing. And do I'ma just do the shit. Cause once you plan shit, it don't never go as planned. So I'm just doing the shit, all grind, no talking. Twenty twenty. That's the motto. And we about to fuck the game up with this second logo, dog. We already fucked it up. A lot of people don't know they that. They don't though. know that, though. Okay. Just That's seeing, just for us. They, seeing the they ain't even seen the first one, one though. They're not ready for the merchandise or nothing. Though. They don't even know that we serious, I think. People don't know that this is not just... They don't know. They just think this shit <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah that day we saw on random Instagram page. So if you see us following you on Instagram, don't think that, you know what I mean, we only got one post, but hey. Guess what? Be on the lookout. You might want to turn the notifications on for that. Exactly. Real shit. Oh, uh, that's all time. That's all that we got for today. Sheesh. So be consistent. And what else was your key words of the day? Pay Best attention man, to the little things. Pay attention to the little things. Follow us on IG, TU underscore Trap Nights, for all the updates. And please, 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 like our, page, uh, like our posts. Promote us. Please. Make drops for us. Please. And when we have the live podcast, please be in attendance. Spread the word. It's coming soon. Coming soon. All right, we out? We out. All right, we out.